Hey, how you doing? Um, I am chilling here uh, in my living room, getting really close to what's going to be, um, I guess, the release of my album. Cool, cool things um, are happening right now. We have figured out the album cover, and so I've worked with Joshua Crumb, some call him Jay Crumb, um, on getting the beginning stages of the album cover complete and the album cover is now pretty much done we're just waiting on um, me to get him the rest of the information and everything will be complete with the album cover and we'll be ready to launch into which should be a very fun marketing scheme I went to um I went to South by Southwest this week and it was incredible got a chance to hang out with um uh, Lola um, and she is a awesome singer. Um, so Lola is an amazing singer. I know her through Erin, who pushes um, the show um, Rap Real. And so um, they're really good friends of track stars, and they were really cool. I got to hang out with them. Got to hang out with you know Shantana Ryan um, and Miracle as well. That was fun. Um, just kind of hanging out in Austin, Texas. Um, got a chance to um, you know see everybody improv- everybody performing, everybody doing their thing. And so when I was there, I saw Reflection, um, you know, Re- Reflection Music Group. Cannon did his thing. He jumped on top of, yo, Cannon's wild, yo. <laughs> Cannon's wild. It was fun. It was super fun. Because Cannon, at, at one point, he's on stage, and he's rapping, he's doing his thing. And then he realized that the crowd is kind of like they're, they're there, but they're not fully where he wants them to be. So he jumps on the floor, hops in the middle of them, right, to get them engaged. And then they're, they're starting to rev up, they're starting to rev up. Then he's like, yo, they're not quite there. And right when he's about to do a song called Overdo It, he jumps on top of the bar. And he looks down at the crowd, and he's like, <laughs> and he's rapping from on top of the bar. And the bar, and immediately I look at the bartender because out of all the situations, I'm looking for the funniest thing I, I could possibly happen. So I'm looking at the bartender to see what his reaction is, and he is shocked. No way in his mind did he think that a CHH um, concert would end up in somebody hopping on top of the bar. No way was that on his mind. But he played it real cool. He chilled. Um, he just backed up, moved stuff out of the way for Cannon, and Cannon just rapped from on top of there. And that was um, that was a good look. It was, it was really, really fun. It was a, a crazy concert, and, and everybody went there. D1 crowd surfed, and I missed it. I was like, I was downstairs. I came up. I caught his last song, which is I Don't Want to Let You Down, and that song is a hit. Like, in my world, that song is a hit. And I caught that joint, like, right before, um, I, I caught that joint, like, right when he started playing it, but I missed when he crowd surfed, so, but I heard that he, he just finished crowd surfing, so that was fun, um, to, to kind of, you know, um, be in an environment where stuff like that was happening, um, Rockstar JT, you know, he, he killed it up there with Joey Jewish, I saw Joey Jewish coming out, and I saw him, and I was like, yo, bro, when I heard, um, What's that joint, man? He has a he has a joint that I really really love. Um, it's like standing at the top of the roof, I can see the skyline, freaking my radius on my timeline. Ain't nothing on my mind. Oh Lord, running out of lifetime. I can't think about it. Anyway, I can't think of what the name of it is. But either way, that's one of my one of my favorite joints. And when I was in India, I kept listen to that joint over and over and over and over again and so um that I when I I told him that right I got a chance to tell him that and um you know he was real cool you know dapped up we, he he asked me if I want to take a picture and I was like yeah for sure and so we took the picture whatever I was I was real, real happy about that um Joey Jew is real cool dude 
And so, um, you know, got a chance to hang out with him. What up, RG? Told him his music was dope. Saw No Big Deal. When I saw No Big Deal, he came up, and I was like, yo, man, I'm a fan. I, I looked at him where he, he dabbed me up. He he looked at me like he knew who I was, and we'll get to that in just a second. But um, I dapped him up. I said, man, I'm a big fan of your music, man. Um, definitely. I mean, real cool dude, man. I super loved him um, and, and super chill dude. And so... Um, Got a chance to, to, to meet him as well. It was a real, real fun event, man. Everybody was in the building, but nobody was acting like they were, you know, that dude in the building. Everybody was chill. You know what I mean? When Derek came off stage, I I didn't even say nothing to him. Derek, my, um, Derek my Minor killed that joint. He killed it. Like, at one point, he's just standing on the stage just, like, bobbing his head looking like, yeah, y'all know this is what the vibe is. <laughs> he killed it. Um, Tony Tillman jumped on stage. The Rives jumped on stage. Kenny was on stage. Everybody was on stage just doing their thing. And, and the vibe in the building was like everybody in the building is somebody tonight in the building. And um, and it was great. And it felt like a family affair. You know what I mean? It really felt like a family affair. And it was real chill. Super chill. Um, Eric Mason was in the joint. I got a few drops um, for Trackstar Sports. It was fun. It was a really, really fun event. It was a fun time. And even in that, even in the midst of all that, to be dead honest with you, um, I felt invisible. I felt like, yes, I'm here. And, and I'm talking to people and I'm dapping up people and stuff like that. But I still felt virtually invisible. I felt like um, I haven't really contributed enough to, to the movement of CHH. I really haven't contributed enough to the um, future of CHH. And I feel like um, that as this project, as I've been kind of brewing on this project and thinking about this project, that maybe I could have attacked this a little bit differently and maybe I should have done more because I don't, I don't, I'm supposed to let my light shine and I don't want to be invisible. I don't want to seem invisible or feel invisible. And in that environment, yeah, I talked to everybody and everything was cool, but I still felt um, invisible, and and here's what I love about track stars. The motive of track stars is to push everybody else, not us, but to push everybody else into this um, remarkable place where they feel like, um, well, actually not what they feel, but the people who don't know them. So to all the people who have no clue who they are, because no matter how big they are in that room. The thing is, is that those guys have the talent to sell out stadiums, stadiums, and they're in the room. They're in that room at the time. So my thing is, I want to, I want to, Sean wants to, Ryan wants to, Jeremiah, DJ Jeremiah wants to push those guys out to the forefront to where the whole world knows who they are, and so that the world will not only know them, but understand their ministry. And then in that, those people will get to know Jesus a little bit more because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. But still, can I be human and really feel like I feel invisible? And, and, and that doesn't just go for, that doesn't just go for that moment. It goes for, um, a lot of different things. A lot of different things in my life makes me feel invisible. And this this album is not 
an attempt at visibility. I'm like, I pray that that's not what this is. Actually, I know that that's not what this is. Um, it's my contribution to the movement that I've grown to appreciate. That's what it's about. But on the project, I deal with those feelings. I do deal with those feelings of invisibility. And I haven't really figured out how to write a song that's just straight up invisibility or or invisible song. Because I'll be honest with you, even before I met my wife as a single man out in the world, I felt invisible then. I did. I felt invisible. And it wasn't the fact that, and, and yes, I dated every now and again, stuff like that, but I still felt in certain circles I was invisible, like a ghost, like you couldn't really see me. And y'all know that feeling, y'all. Ain't nobody checking for you. Y'all know that that thing. And it, I had to gain certain amounts of confidence, right? And so when, when I met my wife, like, for some wild reason, God gave me some confidence. I don't know how, why, when, where, what. But he gave me some confidence. And the confidence was, the confidence actually didn't, wasn't like, you know, overt. It, was just, it just gave me a chance. It gave me the, the, what I needed, I guess, to go and say hi, to go and speak, to, to try, right? Now, now, granted, up until this point, like, you can go and look at my stuff from way back then, y'all. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind hollering at girls. Like, that wasn't a thing for me. Um, I'm lying. <laughs> did mind. Everybody mind. You don't want to go from, like, virtually over here to over there and just go and start talking. And I did that because that's what we do in Louisiana. Um, and actually, that's what most guys, guys do that, right? That's, that's just a thing you do. Um, but when it came to my wife, I was scared. I was really scared. She asked me the other day, um, why didn't you just, like, come up? And, and I dealt with... I dealt with a lot during that time. I was really depressed, all that kind of stuff. But um, for one, going up and just speaking to her was like, yo, that was crazy to me. Um, but God gave me the confidence to go and do it and to to just move forward with it. Now, granted, it took three times. Like, I saw her one time, and then I had to see her a second time, and then I had to see her a third time. And it wasn't until the third time where I felt like I really had, and that's her coughing right now, but it wasn't until the third time where I really felt like I had the confidence to move forward in that direction. I'm going to go get down some water. Um, but he gave me what I needed to be... Um, he gave me what I needed to, to, to go after what my heart really, really desired. And he helped me. And once she saw me, I didn't feel invisible. I didn't feel invisible because she saw me. And and I was great. In this genre, in this industry, in this music thing, I don't know what it's going to take to move past that feeling of invisibility to I'm a contributor and I'm putting something towards the cause and the movement. I don't know what that takes. Um, but I wouldn't see. All right. I'm going to serve my wife. I love y'all, man. Y'all be cool. Um, and I know the cool part is, like, even this podcast is invisible, right? <laughs> but either way, um, Beyond Belief is coming. And people asked me the other day, like, is it coming? Yes, it's coming. So it's coming. And I'm excited about it. God bless you.